This is the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Now, here's your host, Brandon Worth. Welcome in, everybody, to the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Brandon Worth joining you here on WBRN. Thanks for all tuning in this weekend, whether you're on 1460 AM, 107.7 FM, or 96.5 FM on WBRN, your home for news radio here in Big Rapids. Certainly have a great episode on deck for you here today. And if you can't, by chance, listen into the whole show, if you ever miss out on a show, I just want to remind you that we do have postings of these shows on the website at WBRN.com. Find the podcast tab and you can listen to all the episodes that are aired on this station and you can continue to listen to all the ones even in the back when we started this project last summer. So today we're breaking down wrestling finals, a lot of the matchups and local representatives in the area as the tournament is going on at this very moment. So giving you the insights of who's competing in what division and what you can look out for in the brackets as well as we'll break down the local basketball recap for girls district action and boys CSAA tournament action and we'll finish out the show my top five sports movies of all time and trust me when I say this there will be some you disagree with but all I ask you hear me out and I'll explain why they're my top five favorites but before we get into wrestling just a reminder to those that help make this show possible those include obviously the United States Air Force as the primary sponsor of this show but also the great help from the Casa Solo Career Center Moda Makasa Solo Transit Authority Paris Auto Sales and Service of Big Rapids, AlterCare Big Rapids, Quality Car and Truck Repair, the Schuberg Insurance Agency, and Johnson's Automotive. Thank you all for helping make the West Michigan Sports Show possible. Without further ado, we get right into wrestling this weekend. Action already underway is recording this on Friday, as well as when you'll be hearing this on Saturday from Ford Field. Certainly a monumental moment for a lot of these careers. Being able to just to make it to Ford Field and wrestle in the state finals is an absolute honor. And it's certainly going to be a great experience for all these athletes that they'll remember from years to come. But to look down at a lot of the matchups so far, already have a couple uh, individuals in action already as we speak, as well as some's currently waiting for their bracket to get underway. But we'll start with the lower weight classes. We'll get up to the higher weight classes and we'll go through all the notable representatives in the area, as well as their season results and their placement in the bracket. So starting off with the 105 division, this of course relating to the girls division on the MHSA finals so cool that we now have that adaptation into the sport Natalie Gibson from Chippewa Hills and Sadie Cavendish both representatives in the local area at the 105 division Natalie Gibson 22 and 5 on the season Sadie Cavendish right around 500 going to play spoiler in this year's bracket Bryant Wing the lone division 4 representative at the 106 weight class and for Pine River a loaded class of bucks in this year's state finalists 8 I counted going through the numbers for this show and we'll certainly get to some of his teammates later on. Reed City has a representative as well in 106 in the Division 3 slot. Carter Johnson, 42 wins on the season as well as Sammy Anderson from Kent City also in that bracket. The freshman with 45 wins in his first season. Very impressive for the Eagles. Emmanuel Hernandez, speaking of Kent City, the junior at 113 in Division 3 looking to make some noise for Kent City this year as well as some other representatives in Division 4 in 
Metway class. Ethan Conk of Everett, as well as Cameron Perez and Joe Perez, the brothers from Lakeview, both trying to make some noise with their, their 40 win campaigns this year. Jordan Nelson, a Pine River Buckant Division 4's 120 weight class bracket, will be looking to make his final season count after 35 wins this season, as well as Lindsey Gibson, a representative for the Lady Warriors at the 120 weight class for the women, will be taking actually matches here coming up later on Friday this afternoon. Adrian Lucas of Chippewa Hills and Brett Root of Big Rapids, both representatives in the 120 weight class of Division 3. Brett Root had a very good sophomore campaign and rolled through the region into a high placement position coming up for this year's state finals bracket. Carson Gordon of Kent City, the junior at 120 in Division 3 as well. 47 wins on his campaign for his next season coming up senior year. Looking pretty promising for that Eagle squad. Jericho Holmes of Pine River after a 42-9 and campaign as a freshman has made his way to Ford Field this weekend to compete in the 126-pound weight class in his first season. Zane Kick for the Eagles of Kent City also in the 126 weight class in the division above in D3 after a 47-win campaign this year in his final season. Junior from Pine River, Damian Jackson has made his way to Ford Field representing the Bucks at the 132 weight class in Division 4 as well as Tyler Gear of Chippewa Hills in the Division 3 bracket who was 5th last year and looking to improve on his placement after a 31 win campaign this year. Ian Bowden of Tri-County has had a stellar season for the Vikings and his senior season. He is 48-3, looking to try to find the 50 mark here this upcoming weekend and even farther at the state finals in the 138 weight class. Up to 144, Pine River Bucks' Ryder Holmes, the junior, is making his way into the bracket this year. 46 wins. He's not too far behind that 50 mark on the season as well, which also, by the way, is absolutely insane that you can get 50 wins in a season for wrestling. I think that's just bonkers. Hats off to some of these athletes. They are incredible to watch. John Kemp and Brody Sleeper, two sophomore representatives in Division 3's 150 bracket. Sleeper a little bit slept on now after a little bit of a, a sluggish performance in the regional round. He'll look to bounce back in the tough end of that bracket while John Kemp will make his way after a 33 out of 37 possible win season already this year. Alex Gleason, a senior from Lakeview, will be representing the 150 weight class in Division 4 after securing 38 wins in his season for the Wildcats. Lillian Peelman, a senior in the girls 155 Division 4 Pine River, is also competed in so far. She actually picked up her first win already when I look, so congratulations to Lillian. We're rooting you on for even more coming up this weekend. Hunter Sellers, a junior from Chippewa Hills at 38-6 and six on the year, will be competing at the 157 weight class level this weekend, as well as Austin Humphrey, his fellow teammate, a sophomore at 165, trying to make his way up in a really tough 162 bracket this upcoming year. When there's no story bigger than Cole Hopkins, the senior from the Wildcats has been unstoppable this year at 175. And when I mean unstoppable, literally 44-0 this year, and he is potentially one win away from 100 consecutive wins following his 55-0 junior season this last year. How insane is that? We're rooting you on, Cole. He is also joining that bracket by a pair of sophomore Wildcats, Landon Johnson, CJ Copeland, who will be representing in that D4 bracket after very, very good sophomore year campaigns. Bryson Hughes, the standout from Reed City, who's on his way to Olivet next year, will be representing in the 190 weight class in Division 3. 46-2 he was on this season and is looking to be one of the favorites for that state title this year. Andrew Baldwin, a junior for the Pine River Bucks, 
Buck sitting at 42 and 9 on the year. He'll be at the 215 weight class this weekend representing Pine River, as well as his teammate Caleb Getford up in the heavyweight class of 285 in his junior season. And he'll be joined as well by Alex Burhands, a senior from Everett, looking to make the 40 win club with a win this weekend here at Ford Field. Finally, the last representative on the list, Wyatt Spalow of Reed City, will be in the heavyweight class of Division Three at 44 and 7 on this season. The sophomore has a lighter bright future coming up for Coach Roger Steeg's squad. Those are the representatives here this upcoming weekend. You can find all the information as well as some of the other brackets to look out for on the MHSAA website at MHSAA.com. So we wish all of our good luck to the local wrestlers this weekend. I know I've had a couple of friends and teammates that have made it that far and from our descriptions of the experience, these kids are going to have the time of their life and it's certainly going to be fun to watch their success here to represent the West Michigan Central Sports Area because that's what this show is all about. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll break down basketball and I got to chat about movies that you won't want to miss. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Talking basketball now, boys and girls. We'll start on the men's side. A CSA Conference Tournament champion was crowned for the first time on Thursday at Big Rapids High School, and it was the hometown Cardinals virtue of a 60-45 win over the Nuevo Lions in a dominant fourth quarter defensively. It was a pretty tight game through the first three frames, but the defense and transition game got the Cardinals the win in the first ever trophy for the CSAA tournament format. Gotta say, it's a really cool format, and I think it's really going to be something that sticks from now to years to come. Dawson Dunn led the way for the Cardinals with 14 points offensively, his brother Mason behind with 10, as well as really good performances from Xander Prince and Carly McKinney with 9 and 7 points apiece for Big Rapids. In the third place game, an upset from Kent City after losing to Big Rapids on Tuesday's contest, defeated the Grant Tigers at Grant on Thursday, 57-47, to a big win for that team. Certainly had a really strong start to the season, but due to some injuries and player personnel, Coach Dave Ingles' squad certainly bounced back in a great way here in that third place game. So certainly a really good tournament all the way around. I thought the format was a really cool aspect. I think that's something that's going to stick for now and years to come here in the CSAA. A really close matchup as well. 56-51, the Reed City Coyotes took down the White Cloud Indians in non-tournament action. Certainly was a great game between those two teams, both teams that really were in contention all year. Obviously, for Reed City, a fifth quarter violation gave them uh, the boot out of this tournament, as well as White Cloud, the last team on the outer skirts of the seeding bubble. But certainly saw a great game game from those two teams as well went down to the wire big time shooting from Reed City lifts them in the fourth quarter to win that game in front of their home crowd so going to be a loaded upcoming district bracket for a lot of these teams a lot of great matchups on deck and especially no bigger in my mind the one taking place right here in Big Rapids starting up on Monday District 35 statistically one of the strongest in all the area and even all of Division 2 basketball altogether when you look at the numbers. A lot of these teams have certainly put on a show this year with strong regular seasons, and we'll see if it continues over in a regular season play. In District 35, Hart and Cadillac really kind of tied at the top 
for those top two seeds. They both got buys going in as well as Ludington and McGrapids will square off two teams above 0.62 in MPR. And there is four teams in this district above that 0.62 mark. I looked around at some of the other local Division II and Division Three brackets. There are no other that have more than one. Let that sink in. No more than one at 0.62. And this bracket itself has four. Talk about stacked. I know I've played in this district, and it is one of the hardest in all of Division II, and you can see it now mathematically on display. Reed City and Chippewa Hills will also face off in the later nightcap. I'll have both of those games coming up for you on Big Country 100.9 for those upcoming matchups. Should be a very interesting draw for that opening game, and you're going to see really two really tough contested matchups between Ludington coming off of a little bit of a scary win in overtime against Benji Central, a team big grab beat in the regular season as well as Reed City coming off a big win against White Cloud trying to make sure that they can continue their season on the right foot and they'll be taking on Coach Palong's squad that's been much improved over the second half of this season as well as some other notable district assignments around. You see in Division 42, or I should say District 42, Grant and Fremont were near the top of their spot with Sparta overall earning the top seed. Nuego also trying to fight their way up the lineup in that one. That's going to be a very interesting one to watch as well as over in District 40 in Division 2, Shepard won their first Jack Pine Conference champion and they're the number two seed. It looks like in terms of NPR behind Alma, that district also includes Tri-County and Central Montcalm, two teams that are fighting their way to play spoiler in Cinderella this upcoming March. Some other notable ones around Division 3 as well. District 70, McBain and Everett, both teams have played really good basketball this year, will be in leading that district matchup as well as in Division 72. White Cloud will be looking to play spoiler against some common teams, Mason County Central as well as Manistee, many of that have played some of the local teams already this year. And to round it up, District 74, with Kent City trying to play spoiler against North Muskegon as the top two seeds going into that matchup. And don't forget District 73 as well. Almost went over it too fast. Morley Stanwood in that one as well as Lakeview trying to take down the top teams ranked in that one. Carson City Crystal and Blanchard Montebello. Anyway, moving on over to the women's now. Certainly one to watch is Big Rapids after their strong regular season have certainly put on a show in the postseason so far. Their run continues now as they'll be playing on Friday, which will be yesterday. So we hope that their season continues against Cadillac. Uh, certainly when you look at the numbers, this is a game where Coach High Squad is very heavily favored and it's certainly going to be a matchup that is going to be absolutely loaded going up into this matchup. And certainly a lot of people considered that game an upset as Ludington was a team that was 15-8 and eight, uh, finishing up this season. They were 15-7 and seven going into that game against the 9-5 and 15 Vikings in Wednesday night's game. So that's a big upset as well as Big Rapids took care of business against Chippewa Hills on Wednesday leading up to the finale at Reed City High School. That'll be at Friday at 7 o'clock. So you won't be able to hear it if you're listening to this live on the radio, but certainly if they advance, we'll break down all that results as well coming up on next week's show. But some other notable matchups, Reed City was one of the teams that was in that district as well. They fell to the Vikings in round one. Coach Belfuse's squad certainly had some great more strides in the season just couldn't quite get it all the way through uh, into the postseason but they'll certainly be a better team coming up next year for sure as well as some other districts around the area some notable results as well 
Central Montcalm trying to claim a District 39 crown against the host Belding Knights. That'll be a very interesting matchup as the Hornets have continued a really solid campaign so far this postseason and look to advance into Region 10. Also over across the way in District 40 on the bracket board, Nuego falling to Fremont, a former CSAA team in Round 1, but the Montague Wildcats able to take down the Packers as well as Grant nearly pulling off a huge win against Whitehall leading to a Whitehall versus Montague District 40 final coming up Friday night as well. Another matchup will notably recap the final one that I have on my list, Lake City and Everett, two Highland teams that have finished in huge strides this postseason so far. Both teams above 19 wins already this year will be facing off in the District 71 championship hosted at Everett. So the Trojans have had a phenomenal season documented by 9 and 10 News, but the Everett Wildcats have been one of the local stories of the year and now we'll have a chance to try to claim that district 71 crown in front of their home fans after taking out a very tough farwell team with lake city beating mcbain in the semifinals. so that's the basketball recap we'll finish out this show here with the top five sports movies on my list and i alluded to this in the introduction i'm sure everybody has a different list and they certainly have the ones that they prefer over some of the more popular ones and i know there's certainly some that really belong on the top five list but kind of get overused sometimes. Two of those that come to mind is Remember the Titans and Rocky. Those are two phenomenal films and should certainly get all the credit they deserve for being the top movies. But I think they just find their way into top five so often and people have already watched them and they've seen them and they want new ones when they're looking at top five movies. So I figured I would take those two out and give you the next five really on my list and necessarily if I put those in there, I'm not sure if they would necessarily be both one and two respectively on that movie list. Without further ado, let's get into it. Number five on my list is Moneyball. Brad Pitt stars in this one as Oakland Athletics GM Billy Bean rebuilding a team into a playoff contender with virtually no money. It's certainly an idea that is just absolutely unreal to think about in the way that the game is played today, but they did it, and it can show how a team can turn itself around after an absolute bottomless pit start of the season into a prominent field playoff ending caliber season to end it. Certainly a great film. Brad Pitt does a great job in acting in that role. Number four on my list is an absolute instant classic when it comes to hardwood heroics, and that is Hoosiers. The real story of small-town basketball can mean a lot of lives change and just the way that movie is really depicted on how that whole thing comes together when it comes to family, when it comes to coaching, when it comes to just being a part of a team and how far that it can take you places. It's an absolute instant classic, one of the oldest movies on my list, but trust me, it is absolutely worth the watch for you. Number three is Field of Dreams. Kevin Costner and James Earl Jones have this movie going to be riding out for the end of time, raking in money now, especially with the addition of Major League Baseball spin on it, having the Field of Dreams actually having a game played there, I think is so cool. And I want to get out to Iowa and just watch that one of these times myself. But certainly a classic film, the journey of what it takes um, to really make your dream a reality. And maybe not necessarily the truest depiction, obviously, with the players, but certainly you can dream. And I think that certainly uh, is something cool just to have that imagination. And it's just an instant classic of a film. Number two on my list revolves around the 19th Olympics. That's the Miracle on Ice and the movie is Miracle. Kirk Russell stars in this one and is certainly a great 
film all the way around for any age and certainly for hockey fans just knowing the story of that U.S. team's win over the USSR in just the absolute most David Goliath story possible. Some of these young college kids brought together and turned into a powerhouse against some of the best players in the world. Absolutely phenomenal film. I'll watch it anytime, anywhere, anyplace. And number one on my list, everything's bigger in Texas. And this certainly means the stakes and everything around it when it comes to the state's high school football standards. And that film is Friday Night Lights. The 2004 film is fantastic with Billy Bob Thornton as coach Gary Gaines. And just that whole run of how not only the team, the town and the family are all affected by football. And it means everything. And I think this film has a huge illustration to how big stakes can get when it comes to high school sports at its absolute top level of performance and expectations. It's a great film. It's one of my favorites. I know, of course, some people might prefer Remember the Titans. I think that's also a fantastic film. But Friday Night Lights, I think, does not get as much credit as it does for their storytelling and message across. Certainly is a great film. But that's going to do it today. Hope you enjoyed the top five lists and all the breakdowns. We'll see you back here next week on WBRN. Make sure you subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts as well as take a minute and listen back to the ones that you missed. And they're all there for you. And we certainly thank you all for the support of this show. But that's going to do it for today's episode of the West Michigan Sports Show presented by the United States Air Force. I'm Brandon Worth, and we'll see you next time.